0: Yesterday and had Enough battery to write uh, Write all my notes Um, But I had to charge My headphones So I had to My headphones are literally just a USB To whatever it is adapter Mm -hmm. So I have to use the USB adapter I have for my tablet To charge them and in the process My tablet died Aha So I've got to get Creative today and charge this sucker while we're recording.
1: You can use it while it's plugged in, right? Or are you not close to any... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: No, I'm I'm right here. I got a bunch of fucking uh, power strips and cords behind my desk.
1: I figured, dude, you're always loaded with outlets.
0: I'm always plugged in. (laughs) Hello. But now I just have to... um, wait for it to turn on but i i figure we could uh do our whole like pre-show thing while that's happening
1: okay (laughs) um oh you mean like uh like the actual i was Ah. like you mean our pre-show bull like our pre-pre-show bullshit or our (laughs) pre-show bullshit
0: (laughs) i i will let you determine that
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right let's just get started uh welcome to no hugging no learning
0: (laughs) it's a show about one thing watching seinfeld for the first time
1: i'm tim murphy And I'm Seth Hollowell, And today we will be talking about Season 8, Episode 11, The Little Jerry. But before that, what's the deal with stuff from our last episode, The Andrea Doria? Uh, The only bit of homework that we had was Jerry says at some point, uh, explaining why he's helping Newman, Elaine, Newman is my sworn enemy, and he lives down the hall from my home. My home, Elaine, where I sleep, where I come to play with my toys. And I was like, it was so deliberately delivered. It's got to be a reference to something that just went by both of us. And in fact, it is. Uh, when Jerry says that, it is referencing a uh, dialogue from The Godfather Part Two. When Michael says uh, he was attacked in my home, in my bedroom, where my wife sleeps, where my children come and play with their toys, and that's it. And uh, thanks to oh, David okay. on, yeah, thanks to David on Twitter who also uh, helped us out with that reference. I've seen The Godfather too, but I definitely did not. Uh, remember that.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen The Godfather 2 in probably 10, 15 years.
1: Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, those movies that you have to, like, set aside three hours for, it's just, you know, geez.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's how I feel about, like, a lot of the um, uh, Oscar nominees and winners Ugh. this year. I'm, like, yeah. a lot of them are available on, on streaming services, like Netflix or Prime or Hulu. And I'm just like, I... I'm, I'm even unemployed, but I don't know when I'm going to have time or the attention span to sit down for I don't know, a, a two and a half, three hour movie. Sure. Yeah. Especially one that's like a, a best picture nominee and it's uh gonna be like a thinker or something.
1: Oh yeah. It's, like it's gonna a be this whole social burn. commentary
0: and shit. Yeah. And atmospheric. And I'll I'll enjoy it. Yeah, I'll enjoy it, but it'll be like a oh yeah, that was that was good i see what i see what they were going for it's not going to be a godzilla versus kong or anything
1: yeah and even a movie that is written by a man who is known for his snappy dialogue and it certainly did include that the one besides i, I gotta admit um we did love the trial of chicago seven that is nothing like we've been like that is a you know kind of an it's, it's very dialogue heavy but it's really? also like okay. yeah i i loved it i was like oh riveted the whole time and and um uh, it's, I'll to, it's it's I'll very to check it out <laughs> it's very fast moving and but uh I also love David Fincher and I'm like all right well let's check out Mank and I saw a couple clips from it um, and that's like 2 hours 45 minutes long or something it's in black and white <laughs> and it does move very quickly but I, I, like an hour into it I'm like what the hell's going on? Has this started? Am I supposed to, like, be following some kind of narrative here? Like, uh, you know, maybe I just... Um, maybe I was, like, too tired or too out of it. And, it, like, we had to turn it off around, like, two hours in. So we have, like, 40 minutes left. And, and I told Sarah the next day, I was like, if we never finish that, I'm fine with it. And she's like, you know, I don't care. I'm like, all right. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll uh, I'll be sure to steer clear of, <laughs> of that one. But, like, our... Um, our, our last week of movie watching. Uh, I, by the time this has come out, this will be old news. But as we're recording this, um, our last week of movie watching has taken us uh, through my first watching of the original Star Wars trilogy. Wait, I thought you did that a long time ago.
1: Like maybe even while we were at least while we were working together, you were like working your way through that. I I, thought.
0: I had watched. Uh, we watched the prequels whenever oh. uh whenever i whenever we were working together we had that ambition uh but then we we stalled out after episode 3 and we we were going to do the original trilogy um after that but then it just didn't happen and i mean i knew what happened in yeah. in 4 5 and 6 but i didn't know like I, I had never seen them. I, I didn't know like all the nuance. I didn't know like all the stuff that happened like in between the um, the milestone events.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm 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 kind of envious because that's uh, I would love to experience those things again. And and I hope that at least one of my kids is interested in them uh, in the future. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um,
0: well, it took us through like uh, the whole dive, and I mean the, the versions of. Four, five, and six that are on Disney Plus. Uh, they're the 2011 Blu-ray remasters, and, which are which are good. But I immediately went to YouTube to try and find all of the changes that had been made mm. on each movie after we watched each one, which was fun. That was a fun thing to do mm-hmm. because you see, there's a person who has side by side clips of each movie uh, of like the original release, and sometimes with some of the cases, the original release, the 92 Betamax remaster, the 97 VHS remaster, the 2004 DVD remaster, and the 2011 Blu-ray remaster. Holy (laughs) fuck!
1: (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I I am kind of a purist where I love, you know, the original releases because that's what I grew up watching. And then I remember when they re-released them into theaters with the Lucas edits and... I was impressed at the time because nobody had ever done anything like that. and and it still looked, yeah, pretty good. But now, for instance, when I see um like some stuff is cool, like like uh, stormtroopers on dewbacks. like that looks, I remember still looking pretty good. <laughs> but um when Harrison Ford walks over Job of the hutts, Tail, it still looks to me oh like. Oh my god. When they tried to make Gucci that, look not... like he goes back up to his home planet <laughs> and it's just the still frame moving up through the. Th- I'm like, it, what?
0: <laughs> it's not nearly as bad. Uh, that's not nearly as bad as. Uh, well, I-, I should say, I finally now get the whole debacle of Han Shot First and Greedo uh, Shot First. Yeah. Like, and watching every version of that edit as I did in those YouTube videos is ridiculous why did that change need to be made like in the i think it was in the 99 remaster for vhs at 90 97 99 something like that yeah which is the first time they changed it you see he, he moves uh, so yeah. noticeably and it's just digital you just see him like just duck without moving his body or yeah, face yeah. it's pew pew that that's how long the delay is yeah it's so bad
1: yeah, I know. it. It's and really I'm dumb. sure
0: everyone listening to this has this opinion and has heard this already. This is not news to anyone <laughs> other than me.
1: Yeah, that's the thing about, you know, working your way through or seeing a movie, you know, <laughs> a long time. I think I've even mentioned on this podcast when I saw Jaws for the first time and I started telling everyone it was awesome. They're like, yeah, it came out <laughs> 40 years ago. We know like, oh, OK, well, I just saw it. So it's, it's a new opinion for your information. <laughs> 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 confirming yeah but you know honestly one of the things i'm looking forward to this will be me as soon as my kids maybe one of them will be interested in harry potter and it will give me an excuse to go back and at least if not read the books, oh, like watch man. the movies yeah like i've never experienced i don't know again like i know i could give away spoilers right now i, I won't i mean even though it's again a 20 year old movie or whatever at this point <laughs> But like, I, like I, I know, think we're probably free like to
0: talk about it. Yeah,
1: but I don't know how anyone gets there. You know, I don't know how we get to the to the end. I don't know any of the nuances or the the in between yeah, moments yeah, yeah. before the final battle or whatever. So uh, I'm glad we got to some pre pre show. This would be normal pre pre show bullshit, but I'm so I'm glad we got to it like right in the right at the end of the homework. <laughs> Because that was all we had for homework. So here's some trivia and tidbits from the episode. The cold open, we both kind of loved it. The scene where Kramer stuffs all of his food into his mouth. It did have to be shot six times before it was totally right. Jerry laughed Jesus. Jerry (laughs) Jerry couldn't stop laughing for the first two takes. Uh, A camera ran out of film uh, for one take. The store door wouldn't open during two others. And... (laughs) Because the outdoor (laughs) New York street set is near an airport, which seems crazy to me that that they would have built that there. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea where this, I thought this was on like the Paramount set. But you figure like Paramount (laughs) would take that into consideration before building a giant outdoor set. But who knows? Maybe the airport came later. Um, But so airplanes were were, interrupted uh, another attempt. um, And Richards was almost sick at times during the scene. (laughs) But it was totally worth it. We, I, I did do a little dive on the Andrea Doria, and the ill-fated... It's an, an Italian passenger liner, and it, uh, of course, collided with the passenger liner Stockholm on the 25th of July, 1956, just after 11 p.m., in the fog south of Nantucket Island. Uh, 51 people were killed on both ships, and the Stockholm penetrated 40 feet into the Andrea Doria, which took on water and capsized. It says it capsized in about 30 minutes, but I guess... I don't know how long it took to actually sink because that's there's some discrepancy about that in the episode. Uh, the next morning, okay, so it capsized in about 30 minutes. The next morning, it sank and slipped beneath the wave. So I guess it did take uh, mm. uh, all that time to sink. Many ships came to the rescue so that everyone who got off the ship was saved, as opposed to the disaster of the Titanic that occurred 44 years before, of course, much further than 25, whatever, um, just off the coast. You know, they were kind of in the middle of nowhere. Most of yeah. the casualties occurred in... In the collision, not uh, via drowning or anything like that. Three people did die during the evacuation um, from various, you know, uh, like just uh, trauma and stuff like that, like getting hit with stuff. Uh, Five people died on the Stockholm, but most people died like literally when it, um, you know, it it just went 40 feet into the ship, like into actual cabins and stuff. Uh, The accident remains Mm -hmm. the worst maritime disaster to occur in the United States waters since the sinking of the Eastland in 1915 and the wreck site is named the Everest of wreck diving because of the number of deaths exploring the site at least 22 scuba divers have lost their lives diving on the wreck uh, because uh, the conditions are so treacherous there's strong currents there's heavy sediment there's debris that can snag gear uh, and that can reduce visibility to zero uh, and and they pose heavy hazards to the diving site so yeah um, it's claimed almost as, almost half as many people as the original accident at this point.
0: <laughs> Jeez. Um,
1: yeah, just people diving down to the wreck. Stockholm. The Stockholm's bow was repaired at a cost of $1 million, and it is still sailing today, apparently, as the Astoria, and it's registered in Portugal. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, a group of survivors from the Andrea Doria okay. does still remain in contact with each other through a website run by the family of Anthony Grillo, who is an Andrea Doria survivor. And some stay in touch through a newsletter and reunions and like (laughs) annual memorial services and stuff like that. Uh, So there is quite a community of Andrea Doria survivors and their family members and stuff like that. Uh, Now, Kramer tells George that 51 people died, um, which is what I mentioned earlier, but the actual numbers are 46 dead with 1,660 survivors. So he did get the survivor number right, but apparently he got the amount of deaths wrong. Uh, I think that's, that's weird to get it wrong yeah. by
0: four people.
1: Yeah. Maybe he wasn't counting the. Well, you know what? Maybe he wasn't. Well, no, never mind, because he, if he went under, I would say maybe he wasn't counting the people on the Stockholm because that adds up to 51. But then he would have said 41 died, not 46. So but because he, he said 51, he added. Yeah, he added five people to it. I don't know why. And one last thing about the the references in the show. I I thought this initially when I heard him say it. And then I was like, oh, he must just mean that he owns this book. But there is some confusion. Like, people are often confused by this line uh, that I found while I was searching. Because Kramer says, it's in my book, Astonishing Tales of the Sea. And people are like, Kramer wrote a book called Astonishing Tales Mm -hmm. of the Sea? Did you think that? Or did you notice that line? That that's kind of what I thought at first and then
0: as he yeah. went more into more into detail i'm like oh it's a book that he's
1: reading and it's be- uh, the the line that kind of clears it up is a little bit later when he says i also got astounding bear attacks so you know mm-hmm. he would have said something like i also wrote astounding bear attacks or something like that but the way he says like it's in my book <laughs> ast- the way he says it's in it's in my book you know uh, uh, it just a lot of people you know even there was some even some threads on r seinfeld about it like kramer wrote this book and people are like no i I think he just means he owns this book. So, But I did admit that I wrote it down like, wait a second. Maybe this is where Kramer got some money. We never know where Kramer gets his money. <laughs> uh, at the end of the episode, George says, wait a minute. This is my apartment. I earned it with 34 years of misery. So if George is supposed to be 34 in this episode, he gave his age as 33 in Seinfeld uh, episode, The Heart Attack, six years earlier. And less- oh, my God. Yeah, so... <laughs> Unless maybe it means that his, you know, misery didn't start until he was really cogent, like, at five years old. Like, maybe he had five good years of memories, you <laughs> know? Or maybe in that, total that's what, he's had that's five what good I'm years. That's what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Like, he can have, like, singular good years spliced in between all the shit. Yeah. Um, but I, that, that's kind of what I'm thinking is that it, it, he's not 34, but uh, his totaled up horrific years – are 34
1: yeah he's had 34 horrible years and five good years <laughs> and, and you know including when he was asleep i guess so i don't know how much that takes care of
0: <laughs> well you i mean imagine... you sleep for a third of your day so you'd think that like a third of your life wouldn't be awful <laughs> if you sleep right
1: yeah yeah but you know, maybe he's been you know uh he has been next to people he hasn't <laughs> been he's been miserable with so that you gotta you gotta count that out i don't know <laughs> Uh, in order to make this is funny um, in order to make the Andrea Doria Seinfeld's annual Christmas episode Christmas decorations were put up in Monk's Cafe which I did notice but I didn't mention but I did see that someone oh pointed it out god. I know I think on, on IMDB or the Wikipedia page or something like that they were like oh uh, yeah this is our Christmas episode <laughs> there's like just a few like wreaths hung in Monk's
0: Wh- what a fucking afterthought <laughs> oh my god yeah
1: yeah And why do you need an annual Christmas episode? Just don't, you don't have to, you know? (laughs) You
0: you could tell me that there's no other holiday episode in Seinfeld other (laughs) than the Festivus, and I'd believe you, because there's nothing dealing with holidays.
1: Yeah, no Not that I remember
0: anyway. Maybe we've talked about one, and it's just slipping my mind.
1: It may have. I mean, it may come um, up, but there's never any focus. Yeah, it's never anything like the a focus on the holiday. The
0: red dot may have been around Christmas time. Yeah,
1: and Elaine has a Christmas card. Elaine's Christmas card. Yeah.
0: Oh, the the nipple. That's right.
1: Yeah. So I guess there have been some some Christmasy. And I and I know there's one the the one where Elaine's boyfriend <laughs> drinks. Is, I think that happens at a Christmas party, I want to oh, say.
0: okay. These are to Christmas episodes as Frozen is to a
1: Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. Just It, it just happens to it, it come out around. It just happens
0: at that time, maybe. Yeah,
1: definitely. Uh, there were some deleted scenes from this episode. One, uh, Jerry noticing Mr. Marbles among Kramer's items in the storage locker, which is a pretty funny callback. I wish that w- they would have had time for that. <laughs> this would have been great, too. Kramer... Sticking his head out of Jerry's car window to clear his sinuses, but much like a dog. And it would have been funny. I would have loved more Kramer acting like a dog. I loved it. Jerry offering to carry Newman on his back so that Newman can complete his mail route. Jerry sabotaging a FedEx truck by releasing its emergency brake as part of his mail route. And George telling the (laughs) tenant committee about his short-lived hand modeling career in the puppy shirt. Which would have been another funny little George montage of misery moment, but we didn't really need it. And an alternate ending to Jerry's attempt to taking Kramer to the doctor was filmed in which Kramer just refuses to leave the car. And I think him running aimlessly through the streets like a dog was was much funnier. And that's pretty much it.
0: All right. Uh, Only thing I have is, um, uh, well, by the time this will come out, I think it'll have happened uh, uh, about a week ago. Um, Unfortunately, uh, Tawny Katayan passed away. Oh,
1: yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's in the episode uh, playing the Thankfully,
0: Thankfully, we cannot be credited to this death. Because I don't think we've mentioned Tawny Katayan since her episode.
1: No, it's been, yeah, it's been a while. But she's the one who I guess is like such a bad actress. And is it that she's not smart as well? I forget what the deal is, but but I know that Jerry's mind and his penis have a, uh, you know, they're playing chess over whether to to stay with her or something like that.
0: (laughs) Okay. uh, Any other news or anything? I don't think so. All right. Well, if you have never listened to us before, we are not a research heavy show. Uh, Despite the last 22 minutes being almost exclusively that, uh, we like to have our questions come up naturally in the run of the episode and assign them to ourselves the week following as though we are giving ourselves homework. If we miss anything, if we egregiously skip over something, please send us an email or send us a tweet at nohugging on Twitter or no hugging, no learning show at gmail.com. Both of those links are in the description or on the show description page on Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, please give us a five star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts, and we will send you a no hugging, no learning sticker free of charge. Or if you don't want to do it on Apple Podcasts, you can just send us an email if you want to. Just some nice encouraging words are always good to read. That being said, season eight, episode 11, The Little Jerry, original air date, January 9th, 1997. Tim, I was four years and 20 days old at the time this episode came out. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw that. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me, right? (laughs) Why? Oh, just- 420. Four four years and 20 days.
1: I never catch it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, if you're counting this episode and every other episode we've got left, Tim, we have 34 episodes until we become a, um, I don't know. Can we become a podcast that reviews very popular movies as though we've seen them for the very first time? I I like that idea. That probably idea. exists, right?
1: Yeah. Like, I, I know that, um, who was doing, Lauren Lapkus was doing that one where they were watching... Maybe they were watching Star Wars for the first time. Did you see that? I forget oh, who she was yeah. doing it with.
0: Um, Lauren, I think it was Lauren Lapkus and, uh, oh man, of course, as soon as I need her name, it's is not it, going to come to my head. Is it the woman from um, Community? Nicole Buyer.
1: Okay, different. No, different it's Nicole Buyer. Yep. Or wait, I yeah, was thinking it, of. It was, um,
0: uh, I mean, no, you're thinking that. of uh, uh, Yvette Nicole Brown. Yes,
1: yes. I knew there was a Nicole. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that show, uh, I think it was called newcomers. Uh, yeah. they, they made it all the way through star Wars. They made it all the way through Lord of the Rings and the yeah. Hobbit. Um, I think going like a half an hour at a time. And I actually listened to Nicole Byers podcast. Um, why won't you date me? It's hilarious. And she talks about the show occasionally. And she's like, yeah, we've watched all the movies. I still don't know
1: what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Um, that's how I feel about honestly, all like whether it's the MCU or Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. Like I see them and I digest them. But if you want me to really recall <laughs> all of the story, you know, like when I read people talking about, well, remember in Iron Man, uh, they said this, and then in Age of Ultron they said this, and then that connects to this, and I'm like, oh wow, yeah, I, I definitely didn't pick that up. But or, or like you know I'll forget major plot points from the other movies and i'm like i don't know i just i just don't retain i'm just enjoy it in the moment and then yeah maybe that's why they're so rewatchable um but what if we just watched like only movies they don't have to be critically acclaimed or anything like that but only movies that are like over three hours long
0: oh fuck you
1: (laughs) (laughs) but but the podcast has to be 30 minutes
0: (laughs) wow we set a timer and everything i would i I would do that that's great just
1: cut it off um
0: Oh my god!
1: We have to watch the whole movie, for the <laughs> Re- podcast can only be yeah.
0: Re- release all of the episodes in installments.
1: Uh, yeah. Welcome back to uh, part sixteen of the Irishman. No, I say that once thirty minutes is up, like the Irishman's done. It's like well, shit, thirty minutes. Oh. All right, that's it. That's it for the Irishman. You know.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Either either way, I'm yeah, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Okay, so if you're looking at TV Guide the night of January 9th, 1997, you are going to see George finds the perfect woman, semicolon, Kramer gets a pet, semicolon, Elaine dates a bald
1: man. Can I tell you something before we get started? I have, that that concept totally reminded me, you, I think he did some wrestling stuff, uh, because I know he did a lot of TV stuff, but it might have been before your time. Do you know John Mighty Mouth Moshida? uh i don't know if i do so he was famous when i was a kid you can if you want i could have sworn he did some wrestling stuff but again that might have been that was probably wwe i'm sorry wwf era but he used to do the micro machines commercials and he had like the world record for the fastest he was the fastest talker or something
0: like that oh okay i
1: never knew his name Yeah. And I have, I'm I'm holding it right here. I don't know if people can hear it jiggling. I have this cassette tape called 10 Classics in 10 Minutes. And it's essentially that, like, so it's it's Moby Dick, Gone with the Wind, Romeo and Juliet, The Great Gatsby, and he goes over the entire plot in one minute. (laughs) And it's, I wish I could find a way to get this tape onto... Maybe it's on YouTube. Maybe someone has digitized it somewhere because it really was entertaining to hear up the plot. Because he could, he can get a lot into a minute because he's the mighty mouth, you know. But um, he, you know, it, it's enter- it's funny to hear. So that would almost be funny to do, like, you know, it, it is a recap. It's not necessarily a review, oh but it's God. just like, all right, The Irishman in 30 minutes. Here's how it starts. <laughs> 1950, <laughs> you
0: know? Uh, it looks like um, someone by the name of David Maloney has uploaded them to YouTube. Uh, oh, it looks like thank uh, you. Great Gatsby, Moby Dick, Romeo yes. and Juliet, Robin Hood, Gone with the Wind, Alice in Wonderland, That's Grapes it. of Wrath. Uh, but they are all, I, I don't know if... Um, they they must have, like, uh, an opening and a closing to them, probably, because they're all, like, 135, 147, 144, Yeah, I think that's right. I
1: think a narrator comes on, and he's like, you know, the epic blah, 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 yeah. But once you get down to it, you know, they have the times on the back, and it says The Great Gatsby is one minute and 48 uh, hundredths of a second. So yeah, but but I seem to remember there was a little a little intro ahead of him. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to give that a listen. That's going to be a blast from the past.
0: Okay. <clears throat> oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that window open uh, so I can look at that later. <laughs> uh,
1: so we, we start with the cold open uh, with a little Jerry. Elaine and Jerry are waiting uh, outside of a Chinese restaurant, uh, and Jerry waited for Elaine outside of the auto show for five minutes the other day, and she never showed up. And she's like, but you only waited five minutes. He's like, what the, what's the difference? You never showed up. And what, they, what Elaine discerns is that the longer you know someone, the shorter you wait for them. And Jerry <laughs> ha- tells Elaine that he told George to meet them there in 10 minutes. It's only been five minutes. So they've essentially waited negative five minutes for George, and they decide to leave. Uh, <laughs> at which point, George comes around the corner, excited that he's five minutes early, prepared to wait for Jerry and Elaine, who, of course... Have already left. (laughs) Uh, We open at Monk's and Kramer is telling Jerry that a check that he bounced is hanging up at the bodega. Uh, Meanwhile, George comes in all excited because he gets to check out a woman's prison that the foundation made a donation to. And Kramer also uh, is horny in the timeline talking about caged heat. Oh, that's caged heat. Um, (laughs) that felt (laughs) real creepy yeah and even even George is it here that he mentions wanting to check out a a shower fight or something like that
0: it's either here or when he uh, actually yeah it may be here because I know whenever he's walking through the prison for the first time he's asking about the yard where the gang fights happen (laughs) and um, I don't know if he asks anything else there
1: Yeah. uh, uh, Later on, he does ask about the hole. You know, do you ever put anyone in the box? (laughs) That's what it is. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I think this is where he talks about a shower fight. Um, Yeah. So it's uh, it's 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 sort of gross, sort of. gross. (laughs) Uh, But George also saw the check at the bodega and notices that Jerry went with the clowns with balloons (laughs) design. And Jerry says it was a mistake at the bank and i remember have you ever had to pick out a design for your checks or even been offered or, or do you have uh, you even had man. checks
0: <laughs> i i have had checks i don't have them anymore uh, i have a folder with one check in it because i had to go to my bank uh uh, to get checks to pay my local and state taxes. Uh, of course. And that's the first time I've needed checks in a year and a half. Yeah. Cuz I pay my mortgage online, I pay all my bills online, and I have a debit card.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I I think everything I do is on, I used to do a few things with check, maybe just one or two things, but yeah, everything is now online. But I remember it used to be a a big deal. You used to used to be able to get like a huge catalog of these check mm-hmm. designs I that you always, could get, yeah. I always
0: wanted to get personalized checks like that. Like my, my dad, my mom, uh, my grandma, my grandpa would always get like these books of like all these designs of like, yeah. oh, grandpa, you have a Harley. You should get the Harley Davidson checks. What yeah. I didn't know was that these things <laughs> were expensive to get. Oh, yeah. Um, especially like at the time. Um, yeah, if you wanted
1: licensed but like I, I always wanted Star them. Wars checks, yeah. You were gonna pay for them <laughs>
0: Here's five different variations of Elvis checks that we yes.
1: have. Yes, <laughs> Elvis checks. <laughs> yeah, totally. But
0: I I thought it was the coolest thing for some reason.
1: Yeah, definitely. I remember looking through when we would, you know, they would come in like the Sunday paper, and you could look, you know, uh, in the coupon section, and they were like, "Order checks from us." And uh, yeah, yeah, I was like, "Oh, though th- that's cool." I would get those if I was an adult who wrote checks. <laughs> marvin that uh
0: that same premise now exists in uh the companies that'll sell you stickers for your debit and your credit cards (laughs) oh oh
1: yeah i I didn't know about that i know i've seen oh you didn't no i know i've seen like you know you can send certain companies well maybe i didn't know they were stickers but i think i've seen also you know the 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 numbers are still on there but do they do they print the numbers on there
0: uh, there are some companies where you can upload your own image, and that'll yeah. be the card with your okay, image I on it. Okay, I have seen that. Um, yeah. But but there there are some companies, um, especially ones like if your card has the tap to pay, um, where like you don't necessarily need the numbers on the front
1: because uh, maybe they're
0: like printed on the back or something, mm. where it'll just cover up the whole front.
1: Or if you're good enough to, I'm I'm not good enough to remember my numbers. I still have to like pull that. We were talking last week about having your enter your card every time on on certain things. And so, yeah, I'm constantly looking at the front of my card. But yeah, I always see people who have like, you know, the shut up and take my money JPEG on on their card and stuff. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm sure that's a, if not a
0: bestseller for them, one that they hate printing because it comes through every other day.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Elaine comes in with, uh, a new boyfriend named Kurt, aka John Michael Higgins. Did you recognize this guy? I thought he looked familiar.
0: Um, did not recognize him until I looked him up and, and saw like what he looks like now and what I know him to look like. But oh my god, he looks like a baby here, and-,
1: and the shaved head makes him look even younger. Oh, I know the shaved head and the beard. I'm like, whoa! Oh, if he if he didn't have such a recognizable voice, I would have been like, I don't know, is that him? Like, yeah, I don't. I don't know, just unrecogn, you know, just very disguised.
0: I it, it made me think of um, uh, Sean Evans from Hot Ones, so now I'm thinking that Sean Evans is going to look like John Michael Higgins whenever he's sixty.
1: <laughs> I've never actually seen a real episode of Hot Ones, you know, but I I know the concept. Um, but my the the most of it i've ever seen is the snl parody of it and now i can't think of (laughs) hot ones without going in my maya rudolph beyonce voice i know that you bald bitch (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yeah i mean how honored must that guy be like i wasn't i'm an snl skit like i just keep (laughs) life keeps getting better
0: Oh, yeah, he's actually talked about that on recent episodes. Uh, Like People have asked him, like, what was your immediate reaction to the SNL parody? And he's like, dude, I was over the moon with that.
1: Jeez, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I got to get on that game show the game show version of that. I don't even know if that's already on, but I bet I would kill it that. <laughs> I don't even um, know if they're still producing it. Damn, missed out. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to do a little dive on John Michael Higgins. Did, do you know what you remember him from? I, I'm sure he's done Disney stuff. He just seems like a guy who's been on a Disney comedy. Not that, I, uh, not that you, you know, have to. You I, know, I looked up a brief of his filmography whenever I Googled him.
0: It was just like whatever Google showed me. Nothing really jumped out at me, but I knew that I
1: knew him from something. Yeah, he's one of those guys when you need, like, a funny authority figure, you know, somebody who is, like, oh, like thinks they're in charge, but everybody makes fun of behind mm-hmm. them, but there's not, you know, I'm... like a Michael Scott kind of character, maybe. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be something embarrassing,
0: like, date <laughs> movie or epic movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's Actually, in, you uh, know, that's yeah. probably
0: exactly it. It's, it's probably that universe of shit
1: comedies. <laughs> He's, he is one of those guys that seems like will not turn down a paycheck you know like he'll, he'll but he'll also show up and do the work too you know like he's not hes gonna... the comedy version
0: of Danny Trejo.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. He'll say yes to everything and he'll try to make it as funny as he can. And, and I think, you know, he pulls it off probably most of the time just because he has that uh, personality. He's also in the, um, the, the stable of actors that Christopher Guest goes to a lot, along with another Seinfeld alum, Bob Balaban, but also, you know, uh, Eugene Levy and, and uh, Catherine O'Hara and, and, and that whole gang. He's, he's known for hanging out with them. Uh, and um, who's the guy that just passed away? I forget. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's known to hang out with them as well. And Kramer is upset about the eggs that they're serving in the diner in Monks. And he climbs over the booth to leave, which I thought was a very funny exit. <laughs> Kurt goes to, uh, to make a phone call and Elaine sits down at the booth. And I- I've always loved this line from Jerry. He goes, is he from the future? <laughs> I always thought that was a great... <laughs> funny way to point out that he's the he's bald with a beard without saying your boyfriend's bald with a beard you know it's like is he from the future
0: and and that joke has surprisingly held up very well how and even like with what he's wearing it it didn't look dated (laughs) He, He was wearing a very somewhat modern look probably just because that look has come back into style but how many people do you see that are uh purposefully by their own choice shaved head with a beard now yeah it's it's a very common look
1: yeah yeah and it's also you know in in movies about the future there's always a guy you know that's that's the look you know a lot of times
0: (laughs) yeah exactly
1: (laughs) um George is kind of insulted that or or thinks he's uh better than Kurt because he shaves his head Uh, Elaine accuses him of uh holding on to scraps uh, rather than shaving his head. And Elaine also <laughs> saw the, well, she doesn't know it's Jerry. She didn't know it was Jerry, but she said some idiot got uh, bounced a clown check at the bodega and uh, she laughs pretty hard <laughs> about it.
0: I I, uh, I love George's comeback to Elaine saying that he's holding on to scraps and he's like, these are not scraps. These are the historical remains of a once great society of hair.
1: Yeah, kind of a, we used to live in a society. We used to live in a society. <laughs> My hair, hair used to be
0: a society. <laughs>
1: My hair used to be a society, you know. <laughs> <laughs> At the bodega, Jerry is apologizing to Marcelino, also a famous actor. I definitely recognize this guy. He he always pops up if you need, like, like a cartel guy. He's in, like, any any hmm. television show about a cartel. I think you're going to find him in it. Or movie. I know specifically he's in Blow. He's one of the guys. I think he's the guy that George Young. Interestingly enough, George Young just passed away. The movie that uh, Blow is based on, uh, the the guy he stole his wife from, played by Penelope Cruz or Salma, Pen- Penelope Cruz, I think. Uh, but I'll write this guy down. The guy that played uh, Marcelino because uh, I definitely recognize him as well. He's apo- Jerry's apologizing. He even gives him forty bucks to cover the check and twenty dollars. But Marcelino won't take the check down because it's store policy. And even though he owns the store, even he is not above the policy. (laughs) Uh, At the women's prison, George is pretty disappointed at the uh, facility because it's minimum security. And so there's no yard with gang fights. There's no solitary confinement. He meets Celia, uh, the librarian, and he's very impressed that she's also an inmate.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, he giggles like a little kid. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, you're in jail?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, he didn't think he was going to meet any female prisoners while he was at the female prison. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, at Jerry's apartment, Superman is on the sh- uh, shelf, but still not back on the fridge. We don't know where Action Comics number one is, or where uh, when it's coming back. But the fridge I noticed is also pretty bare. It used to be like covered with magnets and just shit and stuck and, like, on Newspaper there. clippings too. Yeah, and now the, it's it's almost nothing. They they've really stripped it. Um, and George asked her out, I guess, and he's like, "Well, not out." <laughs> Um, and he's <laughs> he's thinking this is the perfect relationship. I know where she is all the time. There's no competition. There's no pop in. And if things go really well, he kind of trails off. But Jerry goes conjugal visit, and George goes, "Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it."
0: <laughs> what a what a toxic relationship George is looking for. Like, oh my, oh. God. he he always knows where she is. There's no competition. I don't have to see her if I'm not expecting to see her. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's in total control and doesn't have to do any work. <laughs> yeah. It it's not uh it's not healthy, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we could go back to our Dr. Matt episode to, you know, e- examine Oh lists. my god, yeah. E- examine what? That this might that might be one I is. I end up
0: resharing cuz uh it's still so relevant.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'd already covered a lot of George. I mean, this uncovers a little bit more, I feel like, but we'd already uncovered a lot of George that uh, in that episode. <laughs> uh, and she's in for embezzlement, uh, is what George tells Kramer when he comes in. And Kramer is storing a bunch of stuff in Jerry's fridge and mostly chicken feed, giant bags of chicken feed, because he bought a chicken for the farm fresh eggs. Because he, as he called the, the eggs in the diner, these are sweatshop eggs. And so he wants fresh eggs. And so he bought a chicken. Uh, over at Elaine's, uh, she sees in Kurt's wallet his driver's license and notices that Kurt at one time had this thick, lustrous head of hair. And he shaved it for his swim team. And Elaine's like, wait, I could be dating this hair uh, with you underneath it. <laughs> of course.
0: I I, I had a couple of questions pop up with this scene. Um, so he shaved it. And I mean, this question doesn't get answered in the later scene. Um, We'll get to that in a second. But how old is this guy? And how old is this license? If he shaved it for his swim team, are there adult swim teams? I don't think there are. I I I, I think the, the oldest swim team you can be on is if you're an Olympian or in college. And I don't think he's an Olympian.
1: I wondered that too. I was like this guy's on a swim team in his 30s like grow up man yeah
0: <laughs> it, because like okay it figuring if he is um if he's not on a swim team as an adult if he's still in college th- uh he could be senior year of college 22 this could be an old license maybe 4 or 5 years old 26 27 that's still kind of young
1: yeah i mean do you think he's tw- i don't think he's 27 I don't. I don't either. Yeah. And if that's like the oldest you're thinking that he can be, which I agree with your math, uh, then, uh, yeah, I I don't know. Then he must be a member of an adult swim team. Maybe, you know, it's New York City, you know, young, uh, not young, but, you know, just single people with a lot of money. um, They find things to do like that, I guess, you know?
0: That's true. That's true. That we know
1: health clubs are still big at this point in the 90s and maybe swim. I I don't know who they compete against. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah, the New York City Health Club against the 135th Street Y or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) I I thought the exact same thing. Like, shaved it for my swim team. (laughs) And, yeah, it only gets weirder later on. Uh, In Jerry's apartment, he is asleep... When he hears a rooster crow and he knocks on Kramer's door, who answers holding little Jerry Seinfeld. He named him after Jerry. And Jerry's like, You, uh, you, you, this is your chicken. He's like, Yep, picked him out myself, or, you know, picked it out myself. He's like, Well, you picked out a rooster. And he says, Well, that'll explain little Jerry's poor egg production. (laughs) And I wish they would have said, because as we've already heard, we've learned this from the Seinfeld universe, they're all chickens. The rooster has sex with the hen. So, it, mm-hmm. The rooster is a chicken, so he did pick out a chicken. He didn't pick out a hen that would lay eggs. <laughs> you know, I yeah, don't know if you remember yeah. that part of um what was it. Anyway, when when Frank is like, "You got the chicken, the hen, and the rooster. The rooster goes with the chicken. Who's having <laughs> sex with the hen, or whatever? I I forget which way he says it, but I wish they wouldn't have said it that way because he did pick out a chicken and a rooster at the same time. Uh, back over at the prison, George and Celia are having a. Their date, I guess, it's like kind of a supervised visit. Uh, they're finishing up some sort of lunch or something. And, um, you know, they're not going to see each other again for four days. And Suya says, I'll be waiting right here. And George says, of course you will.
0: <laughs> no, not, not only that, but as George is getting up to, like, throw their trash away, the guard does it for him. This <laughs> yeah, is yeah. the perfect relationship for George.
1: Yeah. Even, I guess, the, the prison food couldn't have been too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Unless maybe George was allowed to bring something, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what happened.
0: I don't know if you're allowed to bring stuff into a a, a supervised visit or not.
1: Yeah, I don't know much. Yeah, I don't know much about the situation. I don't know much about prison whatsoever. But I, I also thought that conjugal visit visits were something mostly written for TV and movies. Does anyone know?
0: Uh, yeah, have we? Do we have any listeners who have been arrested? or who have visited someone who has been arrested and in prison
1: yeah is there anyone in prison right now is there anyone listening to this in prison <laughs> yeah because i'm i've always thought that was just something like played up for gags in movies and tv but maybe it is something that actually exists but but how do you go about it you know i mean you figure if it's, if the state is involved they'd be like you know just married heterosexual couples or something <laughs> like that you know and I, I can't imagine. I'm, that... I'm
0: sure it's something. I'm sure it's something super limiting like that.
1: Yeah, uh, up in Jerry's apartment, Jerry's parents call, and Leo called them after he saw the bounce check in the bodega, and they think he's having money trouble. And immediately they <laughs> tell him, "Give up comedy, get into advertising. It's time to you know, it's time to get out of comedy." I love how quickly, because <laughs> uh, how quickly quickly they lose confidence in his chosen profession which is going yeah. very well multiple tonight show visits he was on charles groden uh, earlier you know it, uh, so he's obviously doing very well but immediately they're like give up comedy you're having money trouble get a real I, job i loved
0: how i, I loved how I, I think it was morty was like uh he never called ed Roydlick and they were looking for somebody <laughs>
1: like who the hell was ed Reudlick? Ed Roydlick <laughs> And then they say, I'm going to send you $50, which is like 25 cents in New York City in 1997.
0: Oh, yeah. I I love Jerry's reply back to this. He's like, I swear. Or was it? I swear to God, if you send me $50, you'll be
1: sorry. Yeah. I I love fighting against your parents to sending you money. Do not send me $50. Elaine comes in and reveals that Kurt shaved his head for no reason, which George is even more insulted now. He says it's like using a <laughs> wheelchair for fun. Shaving your head when you don't have to. And he's growing I, I it loved in. A, he, Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't know if you
0: were uh, getting this or not. I, I loved like, Elaine saying, because Jerry uh, just doesn't get the big deal. And Elaine says, you're not around women. You don't know how important a man's hair is. And then she just immediately looks over at George and is like, I'm sorry, George, it's true. As he's, like, fighting back tears, he's like, I knew it.
1: <laughs> yeah. He knows the truth, and he's, like, yeah, choking, choking back the tears. And it's almost like she forgot that George was there while she was telling Jerry yeah. that, which I loved, too. Like, I'm so- Like, she was revealing it, like, I'm sorry, George, it's true. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's growing it in for, for Elaine. And yeah, Jerry's like, what? It's brown, you know? And, and she's, what does she say? Like it's, it's chestnut with auburn highlights or something like that.
0: That, yeah, I, I, something like that. Uh,
1: Kramer is walking little Jerry on a leash to the bodega. And while little Jerry is there, he gets in a fight with a dog and Marcelino is noticeably impressed with the way little Jerry handles himself. <sighs>
0: Man, you know, at, at at this very moment, I knew where this was going. I was hoping I was wrong, but,
1: you know, it I turned out to be right. Yeah, when you mentioned last week about it being problematic for a totally different, like, kind of jokey reason, because you were like, oh, you know, Little Jerry might be his dick. Um, I was like, oh, Ted, just you wait. I didn't want to spoil <laughs> oh, anything. Oh, God. But I was like, oh, it's going to be... <laughs> We're going to have problems, but it's not going to be for once it's not going to be have to do with, you know, sexual issues.
0: Uh something I didn't even see coming until
1: <laughs> this exact moment. Yeah. And it I mean it almost it almost saves itself, but we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Um over at Elaine's, Elaine is looking at Kurt's scalp as his stubble is coming in and she notices that there are some spots where the stubble is not coming in. And this was a pretty funny moment when he, you know, runs to the back room and then he, you know, he pokes his head back out and he is a bald guy and he yells, I'm going bald. And uh, this
0: is, this is the other scene uh, that we were referring to. This is where he says he's been shaving his head for three years. (laughs) Uh, If, if he would have been shaving his head for 10 years for 12 years for 15 years the fact that he shaved it for swim team would have made sense because that would put him in his early mid or even late 30s but the fact that he's been shaving it for three years he shaved it for swim team means he can only potentially be unless he's on an adult swim team again that being the outlier Mm -hmm. he can only be 25 (laughs) or 26
1: it must be you know, maybe I'll write down adult swim teams. I'll write that down, maybe we're like insulting <laughs> an entire section of our audience like who's who's like we, huge into adult swim teams.
0: We might be, but it's just something that i I don't know if it exists or not. What watch us be completely like aghast uh next week whenever we figure out that there's a whole sports industry based
1: on an adult swim team league yeah. or something swim teams just full of people in their mid 30s. Yeah. I mean it like to say like a swim club. Hell, I, like I that's a different yeah, thing, I, like because there's like running clubs or whatever like but
0: yes. you actually
1: go out and like compete against running clubs from other teams. No, that's why you call it a running
0: club. I'll, yeah, I'll even accept uh people on a swim team, a competitive team in their late 20s because at at that point Three years ago from your late 20s, if you're 29, he can be 32. I'll accept this guy being 32 because we all know Elaine is like younger than everyone else in the group.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how how young we can age this guy, how far away from a, a swim team we can get him <laughs> and still be within the realm of, of, you know, being in this universe of the gang, the gang's circle of friends. Uh, over at the women's prison, George brings Celia cigarettes and tells her buy yourself something nice with two cartons of cigarettes, <laughs> which again is like another like another thing I would have learned from TV and movies about prison is like the currency is cigarettes. Is that true? Yeah. I honestly have no idea. <laughs> d-
0: d- does this actually happen? Yeah. <laughs> um a- another thing that George does here that it kind of like was was weird he playfully like punches her chin for the second time. The first yes. time was on their their supervised date.
1: Yeah, I- kind of weird.
0: I'm wondering is that is that because he can't give her a kiss because there, there's no to to be no contact between him and the inmates, but it's just like a playful jab, like two knuckles right on the chin. I'm like, who yeah.
1: does this? <laughs> yeah, maybe it was to to make them seem. Physically distant, yeah, in, in that way. Like this is all I can do, like shake hands or give you a little boop. <laughs> yeah, just playful, boop you. a, play, a playful, <laughs> a playful jab. <laughs> yeah, buy yourself something nice, and she breaks ge- the what she thinks is good news to George that she's up for parole. <laughs> uh, over in Jerry's apartment, Kramer tells Jerry that Marcelina will take down the check if little Jerry wins the cockfight. That uh, and and Jerry's like great. What? <laughs> and he. This is where I'm like, oh, thank goodness somebody is saying this because Jerry's like cockfighting's illegal. I did think Kramer's response was funny. Only in the United States. It's <laughs> like yeah, well, <laughs> a that's where we are, and b like even if we weren't, this is where he brings us it to. It's inhumane, and this is where Kramer's <laughs> like, it's just two roosters uh, pecking at each. You know, Jerry, I'm sorry, Jerry tells Kramer it's two roosters pecking at each other. And Kramer thought they wore gloves and helmets like American Gladiators. <laughs> Did you, have you ever seen American Gladiators? Has that come up? Why do I feel like it's come up before?
0: Oh, I it's got to have come up between us. Uh, but yes, I, I have seen it. I know, I know the ins and outs.
1: Did you ever watch the old version, like back in the 90s? Yeah, that used oh, to be man. one of
0: my favorite uh channels on Pluto TV. They just play endless episodes of Classic American Gladiators. Oh,
1: I loved that so bad. And I did love the um the reboot when they rebooted it with uh I think it was Oh man. Here's here's a problematic cast for was... you. Hulk Hogan and guess who also was on that? <laughs> Gina Carano. <laughs>
0: Oh, I forgot about Gina Carano. Oh no! Oh yeah, no! Yeah, she was crushed. Speaking of which, speaking of which, uh, she was trending this morning on Twitter with uh, uh, like the hashtag "Gina Carano did nothing wrong," and <laughs> oh my God, what a thread to stumble upon!
1: Oh no, <laughs> I'm guessing it wasn't ironic. <laughs>
0: No, it was people who thought she legitimately did nothing wrong. Like there was a selfie of a dude wearing a Gina Carano did nothing wrong shirt while wearing his uh Operation Underground Railroad hat. And I'm like, "Oh boy." Ted, as a
1: uh, as a young millennial, is that what you'd call a simp? <laughs> Would that man be a simp for uh I'm afraid I need <laughs> That sounds like a simp. (laughs) Uh,
0: A a simp would probably be more uh, like noticeably horny on main for Gina Carano. Like if she were to post a selfie or something uh, and someone's like, yeah, step on me, mommy. uh, That would probably be more simp territory. I didn't realize Um, simp was so overt. I
1: thought it was more like, you know, like pandering, like notice me senpai type of stuff. I mean, they can be. They can be. Yeah. Um, I mean, how horny can conservatives uh, be on the main? Let's be honest. <sighs> that I don't know. Ask it. Mitt
0: Romney for liking that <laughs> porn tweet. Was oh, wait, that you're Mitt thinking
1: Romney? of. No, I think you're thinking of Ted Cruz.
0: Yeah, it was Ted Cruz. Yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the schoolgirl porn tweet or whatever it was, I think, even. No, no, it was incest. Uh, it was incest, I think.
0: Maybe both. I Why not no both? I have no idea. <laughs> Well, I know what uh, I know what I'm clipping for our for our teaser
1: this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I that's one of those words that I've seen, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know what this is. But that just that guy sounds like a try hard, you know, trying hard to like, you know, get a retweet from her and thinking that that means like she's into him or something. But uh, well, I I just put together. I don't. I don't Kogan think you're wrong. It. I don't think you're wrong though. Okay, just making sure I'm in, I'm interpreting it right, but um. Yeah I, yeah, I I, did, I think you're. I,
0: I think you're in the right. You're in the right
1: ballpark. Good. I, I did love the the original American Gladiators too. I used to come home from school and there used to be a, a channel that played that in in rotation. Um, so Kramer runs to rescue Little oh, Jerry.
0: Okay. Okay. Wait. I, I need to. I need sure. to also add this. I totally forgot. Also on the revival of American Gladiators was professional wrestler Matt Morgan, who is now a big. Uh, QAnon, conspirator, and friend of Matt Gates. What in the hell? Yeah. What? what, is, what who was doing the casting for this American Gladiators revival? What did
1: they find with.
0: <laughs> how
1: did they find these people? <laughs> All right, now I kind of want Okay, wanna... back,
0: back to what you were saying. Back to what you were saying. We, we, th- this could be a whole different tangent.
1: We become <laughs> an American Gladiators. Where are they now? <laughs> Oh no <laughs> man, I would love to was that one that one wasn't called Gladiators two thousand was it no i don't I don't know all right no well, no no I'm gonna do it hopefully I remind myself by by listening to this later to do a, a little dive on American gladiators and you know I'm gonna write it down if there's not if there's no one else interesting from that cast then then it won't come back up. but it's just interesting that there's you know three people that uh, that did have interesting futures after that reboot. So where were? We? Oh yeah. So Kramer uh, runs to rescue Little Jerry, uh, it, but we cut to the apartment uh, later, and Little Jerry won. And I say later, this must have been a different day because everyone's in different yeah, clothes. I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing so. I, I always get confused whenever we
0: have like a transition in between scenes taking place at the same location.
1: Yeah, but Jerry's Jerry's definitely wearing different clothes. You figure he'd be a little more. Maybe he just didn't care that much. I mean, Jerry doesn't care much about anything, but you figure he would have been more interested than to wait until the next day to find out, oh, I wonder if Kramer made it to that cockfight and, and uh, stopped it. <laughs> oh, well, I guess uh, I can wait 18 hours to find out or however long it is. <laughs> um, but the, the other rooster just ran out of the ring in uh, two seconds, and Jerry goes, how long do the bouts normally last? And, and Kramer says five seconds. I also don't know if that's true. I feel like they go on for a lot longer. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm definitely not a cockfighting expert. I have no yeah. idea. I, I, as far as I know, they're totally right.
1: Yeah, could be. I mean, but I, but I thought they got pretty brutal. And um, I mean, I know they get pretty brutal. That's why you know it's it's illegal. But also, I, I thought the 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 just the prolonging of it. You know, like that the roosters are pretty good fighters. Mm-hmm. Is what makes it you know a interesting and and b um. You know, they just keep clawing at each other and with those big, what do they call them? Uh, you know, those back, those back nails, whatever they call them. Um,
0: uh, ooh, I don't know.
1: But the, uh, the che- we won't do a dive on cockfighting. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> so cockfighting, it started in. Uh, the check, uh, Kramer says the check is coming down today. Uh, George comes in all bummed about Celia's parole and how it's going to turn into a normal relationship now.
0: Uh, I, I really yeah.
1: liked, uh, like, like, how we always
0: get the bits of someone, like, catching the other up or, or explaining, like, what we've already seen in the episode. George comes in having no idea what Kramer's talking about. Kramer has no idea what George is talking about. They both look to Jerry, and he just goes, I'm too tired.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's, no, we're not. <laughs> uh, over at mom's. I love that. <laughs> Over at Monks, Kurt is depressed about going bald. He he shows up and he's wearing sweatpants. He's definitely not as put together with like the form fitting form you know, the, the cool business wear that he was wearing earlier. He's wearing like loose sweatsuit and it's got a meatball stain on it. And Elaine's <laughs> like, You already ate? And he's like, It's from yesterday. <laughs> Uh, and we got to the bodega where Marcelino is changing the deal because Jerry's there and he noticed the check is still there and he wants little Jerry in exchange for the check. Now, uh, up in the apartment, Kramer says he won't sell little Jerry and the Jerry is jealous of all the success that little Jerry is having just because I love this just because Jerry Seinfeld is a has-been don't make little Jerry and never was, <laughs> Uh, and I, I did
0: love uh also kramer saying like you hate him because he's doing more with your name than you ever will <laughs> yeah
1: just another person that has no confidence in jerry's career at this point even though he's doing very well all his friends know he's rich you know even though he's a very
0: well established comedian yeah why did he bounce the check i wish we found that out yeah i'm wondering if like Oh my God! Maybe like a check that he wrote or something that had never gotten cash got cashed out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, it's it's really a, a out of character for Jerry, you know, who has th- who has a ton of cash all the time. So why wouldn't he have a, a flush checking account? Bounce a forty dollar check? Why did that get returned? It's never explained. Uh, over at the women's prison, George is a character witness for Celia as uh, Betsy the. Um, The person in charge, he calls her the warden. Like George, earlier George wanted it to be like a tough prison atmosphere, so he says like, "Thanks, warden." And she's like, "Call me Betsy." And uh, so Betsy (laughs) is interviewing George as a character witness for Celia's parole. And George sees this as an opportunity, calling her uh, crafty and how, uh, you know, she's always got some schemes going on. And she keeps talking about how once she gets out, she's going to get back together with her old friends, the gang, as she calls them. And they're definitely hatching something. (laughs) But he's doing it like in a playful way. But but definitely pulling it off because Betsy, you know, kind of looks at him cockeyed and, uh, you know, seems very Mm -hmm. concerned about the things that he's saying. But uh, so so it's working Uh, up in the apartment. Marcelino is now uh, telling Jerry that he'll take down the check if Little Jerry goes down in the third round and I love that Jerry here goes, first of all, I'm pretty sure you can't get a chicken to take a dive and second of all, <laughs> Little Jerry doesn't take a dive, so he refuses the offer on the grounds of honor, uh, even though a, a little bit ago, and maybe Kramer's I don't know, pep talk for lack of a be- better word, did have a little effect on him uh, now that you know, someone wants little Jerry to, to, to take a dive, uh, you know, he does see it as kind of an extension of him and and he refuses. Uh, over at George's, he's examining... Cur- oh, go hey, ahead.
0: Um, hang, hang on one second. I, I want to pull up, like, something that happened in this scene uh, when we're still at Jerry's that makes no sense whatsoever. Okay. Whenever Jerry... <laughs> I, I don't even know how to, how to describe this. Whenever Marcelino leaves, Jerry goes over to his window opens up the window and yells up to get Kramer's attention. Where the fuck is he yelling? My guess is
1: Newman's. Does Newman live above them? I, That's never been established, I don't think. Newman has gone through Jerry's bedroom window to the fire escape to, you know, to to come into Jerry's apartment to go in and out of Jerry's apartment in secret. You know, I think mm-hmm. he uh we we don't know if he's going up
0: or down though i always assumed that newman lived below them i don't know why
1: my my guess is that this is newman but i I, and i always thought that newman lived right if not right above jerry somewhere above jerry just because of that episode and i can't remember now when he climbs through the fire escape and i think it might have been that episode where they were playing risk or something i don't remember but yeah i know there's been a couple of times when he's had to and then there was that episode in the chicken roaster when he comes out of kramer's bedroom or jerry's bedroom when kramer's living in jerry's apartment i think yeah but i do, and i don't remember whether he goes up and down up or down at that point but i, I want to say up just because that's the way i remember it, Just because that's the way i've always thought of it but that's my assumption it was it okay. was weird okay. because it's I, not established that kramer was up in newman's you know because mm, yeah you he, he it's, it's, just, i think that's when marcelino left just gone right across the hall and knocked on the door like kramer we got a cockfight to win yeah
0: yeah I, I don't
1: know. That, that just threw me really off. Yeah, it was weird. Maybe we'll find out there was a deleted scene where Kramer and Newman were were working with little Jerry. I don't know. Uh, so over at George's, Kurt, is, he's examining Kurt with a uh, like a, a magnifying glass with a light on it and says he's got the classic horseshoe pattern and he's got 14 months, maybe 10, and to live as if it's the last year of his life because in many ways it is... Uh, except that you'll still be able to date absolutely beautiful women who are consistently out of your league like George. And, and Kurt's in even better yeah. shape. He's a swimmer. He's an athlete. He's thin. He dresses well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I don't think this will phase Kurt one bit. <laughs> yeah. If-, if George is having this kind of luck in New York City, Kurt's going to be just fine. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Kurt's going to be dating movie stars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think he's Kurt, got nothing to Kurt will agree.
0: actually, actually date Marissa Tomei.
1: Yeah. If Kurt saw Celia, he'd be like, I mean, I know she's in a woman's prison, but he'd be like, well, if that's the caliber of woman that I'm stuck with as a, a bald guy, like that's, um, that's fine. <laughs> you know, or, or yeah. Or again, point to any woman that George has dated in the run of the show. It's at that point, speaking of which, Celia knocks on the door. She was denied parole, so she busted out. And George is like, and you just decided to pop in. <laughs> <laughs> you were in the neighborhood. Uh, over at Elaine, Kurt knocks on the door, and he proposes with a ring. Over at Jerry's apartment, Kramer and Jerry are training little Jerry with little tiny pads, which, you know, as as brutal and inhumane as cockfighting <laughs> is, I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> and even uh, Jerry is like wearing a workout hoodie. He's like wearing a Nike workout hoodie, even though yeah, <laughs> it, it can't be that, that sweat, that sweaty, you know, you don't need to wear that <laughs> to train a chicken no. to hit those little pads. No. Yeah. But it was, it was still a funny visual. And uh, George shows up and he's discovered something even better than conjugal visits, fugitive sex. And Jerry's like, you know what? Escaped felons, fugitive sex. I can't listen to this. I got a cockfight to focus on. <laughs> and uh, and runs out of the room. And Kramer, meanwhile, too, was running a like hot tub bath for little Jerry in the sink as well, with like a soup, uh, you know, a soup dish. What do they call that? <laughs> what do they call that? That big pot, soup pot, I guess. Um, soup pot, yeah. I there's a word I, I, for I it. Know. I thought there was a word for it. Um, well,
0: there's um, there's a Dutch oven, but I think that's
1: like taller. Yeah, and. Elaine's over back over at Elaine's Elaine, you know, she wants some fiance time. She wants some make my girlfriend's jealous time. And Kurt's like, yeah, plus you want to get to know me. Right. And she's like that too. But honestly, Kurt doesn't have any, (laughs) he doesn't have any place to talk. I mean, he did just propose to someone after whatever it is, one or two dates at this point. So um, he can't be too insulted, but he's like, how long? She's like, I don't know a year. And he's like, no, it's gotta be now. And Elaine's like, well, let me see the ring again. Over at the bodega, I, I loved this line too. Jerry's like, y- "You're really gonna get married, you know?" And this is something Elaine's been talking about for, gosh, maybe even a, a whole season by now. Is when she was like, "No, I'm getting out of the mm-hmm. single life, you know." And like, this is definitely an exit ramp for her. And Jerry's like, "You know, your life's gonna totally change." She's like, "Jerry, it's three thirty in the morning. I'm at a cockfight. What am I clinging to?" <laughs> <laughs> Yet another time when Elaine looks at her life and goes, uh, "This this can't be it. I got I got to make a change." Um, mm-hmm. Plus, and-
0: uh, she says, "Like it, it'll probably be a couple of years until he's totally bald." I, what what I don't get is, and obviously I'm probably just over explaining the joke here. He started out with a shaved head. Why doesn't he just go back to the shaved head?
1: Yeah, keep shaving his head. That looked good. Yeah. yeah. What's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> you you start from nothing. You go back to nothing. You lost nothing. <laughs> yeah, to- no, you're totally right. Maybe that, maybe that is the joke. Like, it's it's way I'd subtext, pro- though, if you ask me. <laughs> it's, it's buried pretty deep, I think so. Uh, and Marcelino's bird, he brings it out, and it, uh, I forget who says this. Kramer, maybe it looks like a dog with a glove on his head. I thought that was a funny line too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, It also reminded me, I wonder whether this, let me see, I I can look it up right now because we know the date of this. I wonder if this predates one of my favorite Oscar winning, maybe just Oscar nominated. I think it won the Oscar though uh, for best animated short, The Wrong Trousers. Have you ever seen that Wallace and Gromit?
0: No, I don't think I have.
1: Uh, Oh, The Wrong Trousers was 1993. Well, in that episode oh, you know what, it's not a, a dog that puts it on. In that episode, to to disguise himself as a rooster, a penguin puts a glove on his head. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, oh, I wonder... But, uh, so, I, it can't be... You know, it, it's just a funny way to say it. Um, you know, roosters do look like they have a glove on their head. Neither, neither one of these people made up the joke. Uh, over at Kurt... Uh, I'm sorry, Kurt is at... He knocks on George's door and asks if George is back yet. And... Uh, Celia's like, oh no, you know, he's not. It must've been a pretty good cockfight. What time is it?
0: Well, if Four he's in the morning? still, yeah, if he's still at the cockfight, I'm guessing it's at, at least 3.30 or 4. Cause we, we had Elaine in the last scene saying that it's 3.30 or it, it, maybe she said like it's three in the morning or something. She so says 3.30. in the middle of the night. So, okay. So it's definitely in the middle of the night if George is not home yet.
1: Yeah. And if the, are the, maybe these scenes are happening concurrently or maybe not, but they're certainly shot like that where we cut back and forth between them. So I'm like, what in the, why is Kurt like knocking on George's door at at four in the morning or whatever? (laughs) It's insane. (laughs) And why is Celia awake and dressed? Like, geez. (laughs) Uh, Well, the cops show up to arrest Celia and presume that Kurt is George just because he's bald. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was weird. Like, we know you're bald. Like, he's the only <laughs> bald guy. In, <laughs> it, in sh- New York City. Yeah. Yes. I'm pretty sure the detective was a little bald. Maybe you're George, you know? It's like, I think you need a little more to go on. <laughs> we know you're yeah, the, bald. Yeah, the detective
0: looked more... Uh, the, de- the, uh, the detective had hair, but he also had glasses, so he looked more <laughs> like George than Kurt did.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you might be George, for all we know. Yeah, just a <laughs> week. <laughs> uh, and back at the cockfight, um, I think it's Elaine who finds out the scoop that Marcelino flew his bird in from Ecuador, and he's 68 and oh. So it's at that point that Kramer jumps in to stop the fight, and this has to be a parody of something. It's done in slow motion. It, you know, it, it seems, again, very deliberate. Um, let me see. I'll write... Uh, cockfight parody. Like, I don't know. Is it like from one of the Rocky movies or something?
0: Uh, Maybe. Or it's some boxing movie or something. Raging Bull, it feels like. maybe.
1: Yeah. That, that's my guess. Those are the two big ones. So yeah, I'll write that down. Cockfight parody. Um, And we hear sound effects and we see reaction shots of him getting pecked. And it's, it's like, <laughs> it's like peck, 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 peck. Um, and he kind of, yeah, screams. it doesn't sound like
0: anything too, doesn't sound no. like anything too
1: fierce. Yeah. <laughs> No, oh, spurs—that's what they're called. I think I don't know if they put—I don't know if those nails at the at the back are called spurs, but I think you can actually put, you know, like buy accoutrements to put on your your cockfighter <laughs> if if it's allowed. You know, I mean, the the weapons have to be allowed, but I know that the, those are also a part of cockfighting as well. But um, yeah, I think they're called spurs, whether artificial or real. Yeah, and so that's the end of the episode. We do get one last little bit, and that's elaine visiting kurt in prison he was so insulted by the cop thinking he was george that he punched the cop and he's going to be locked up for 14 months maybe 10 months with good behavior and elaine hangs up and drops the engagement ring in the tray and uh pushes it in and that's the end of the episode i,
0: I love that callback just to the, the same yeah. amount <laughs> the of actual time. dates
1: yeah his last mm-hmm. year of life is going to be spent in prison <laughs> but I think Elaine dodged a uh, okay. bullet there. I mean, what, you know, who'd want to be married to a guy that, you know, would assault a police officer like that just for for something like that, you know? I mean, yeah, controversy sure. about police Th- officers and- noted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the the last uh the last amount of time that he's going to have hair <laughs> is going to be in prison.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so what, what do we uh, got for homework this week? Uh, we will look into John Michael Higgins, uh, do a little dive on him, see if we can discern uh, what we all know him from. Uh, the actor who played Marcelino as well. Adult Swim teams, what's the deal with them? Uh, American Gladiators, <laughs> the reboot, anyone else famous uh, come out of that. Maybe even – maybe I'll, I'll go back and just look at the entire cast list from the beginning because you never know. Some of those people might have <laughs> ended up – uh, being wacky as well, and then the cockfight at the end is that a parody of anything? And All right. uh, um, what it. do you like yeah. this
0: week for? What do you like this week for cover art? Right.
1: This week, I, I mean, Kramer holding little Jerry um, is always pretty funny. You know, he he always did that in pretty funny ways, like when he picks him up and and it's from behind, you know, or um, oh yeah, <laughs> it grossed me out when he picked him up and like literally examined his asshole. I did not like that um so i wouldn't want that <laughs> but, um, just because i was like ah oh. like farm animal butts i'm like it's just dirty you know i don't you don't want you don't want rooster hole
0: as our <laughs> as our cover art
1: I, not necessarily i mean if you if you want to i'll understand but it it grosses me out it, it did it grossed me out
0: okay okay <laughs> uh
1: what were you thinking uh, I, I was thinking something
0: with Kramer and little Jerry as well, uh, but I will I will try and make it a front-facing photo.
1: Jerry with the pads is funny, too. I I thought that was funny.
0: Oh, that was good, yeah. And, and the, Kramer's, the like, also,
1: swords. yeah, hunched down next to him, so that might be something as well.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I like that as well. Um, all right, let's see what we can do about the episode description. Okay. So we had George finds the perfect woman, semicolon, Kramer gets a pet. Semicolon, Elaine dates a bald man. It's um it's already a very you description. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the only thing that's well, I, I guess I'll I guess I'll take that because um I was gonna say I usually even give even more away, but I love how vague it is still. George finds the perfect woman. Wow, what is that? Even that caught me off guard. I, I forgot what this episode was about. Um and Kramer that gets a pet. And Kramer gets a pet is super vague
0: as well. Yeah, yeah. Elaine dates a bald
1: guy. I don't guy mind almost this. Two on the nose. I don't know what I'd change about yeah. it though.
0: Yeah. I, I don't mind it though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm fine with it.
0: Okay. Um, and what was your opinion of this episode rewatching it? Did you remember the last time you've seen this?
1: Um no, I I don't. And but I did get pretty consistent laughs all the way all the way through. So I gave it a star. Another star. Did you? Okay. Yeah.
0: I uh Watching it for the first time, I didn't... I don't know. I I feel like I'm in the spot where I've been the last couple of weeks where I enjoyed talking about it more than I enjoyed watching it. Um, I don't know if I would save it for a top tier list at the end uh, of the season, Um, but I could probably be convinced into it if the rest of season eight is absolute garbage.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I sure hope it's not, but... This one this would knock I think the chicken roaster uh, off of off of my list. Uh, you know, you think so? Yeah, okay. I'm still using that as like my baseline and I found myself I didn't get like sometimes two or three like giant laughs will be good enough for me to start an episode. This one I was just like I was just laughing all the way through. Like there was a baseline of laughter where I was just constantly laughing and um yeah, and I and I really liked it. Uh, so it would be low on my list, but I, I gave it a star.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, well, next week we have got season eight, episode 12, The Money. Original air date, December, excuse me, original air date, January 16th, 1997. Uh, if you're looking at TV Guide that night, you are going to see Jerry's parents sell their Cadillac thinking he needs money. Semicolon, J. Peterman returns. Whoa,
1: I love that. And wow. also,
0: if you are looking at the thumbnail on Hulu, we see um, an actress that <laughs> is not credited with a, a cameo or a guest role. Uh, we see Sarah Silverman.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I definitely, I, I'm I'm pretty sure I remember who she plays in the episode. And it's another, I don't know, I, I might say a lesser remembered Seinfeldism that has sort of uh, lasted past you know hmm. uh, along the same lines of yada 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 and stuff like that but um it's it's definitely on that list of okay you know, things people i'm love interested
0: to, to uh, i'm interested to see what it is
1: yeah yeah i think we're in for another good one uh is that it yeah i think that's it all right for no hugging no learning i'm tim murphy i'm ted hollowell be good